That's good, Gary D. Keep it with happy music this hour. We want happy music. Nice, upbeat music, because we're covering a topic that apparently a lot of you are very upset about. At the very least, you're very confused about it. When I get a letter from my utility provider, and it says that I now have more opportunities to save with the next generation of energy efficiency programs, I get very, I, I key into that very closely. We're here this hour talking about our own beloved Arizona Corporation Commission and the rate change they just approved about a month ago for APS. And we had a lot of panic at first, and we told everybody, hey, take a breath, relax. We've got till May to kind of figure this out. Well, we were wrong. We really didn't have till May to figure it out. I'm here with Steve Kep. Many of you know him as the father. We call him the grandfather. The, ah, grand, the grandfather yeah. of supercooling. You've heard me talking about it for years. I didn't invent it. I learned it from Steve. Steve taught me it, tutored me on it to where we were absolutely, I think, milking it to death at my house. We were buying on-peak power about 6% of the time and powering the house 94% of the time off-peak. I live in a house that's got three air conditioning units on it and includes air conditioning the garage for my beloved German short hair pointers that live in a, a, a certain corner of the garage for them. Uh, I keep my house in the middle of the summer at uh, 68 degrees, and I consume anywhere between 3,000 and 3,400 kW a month, and my bill is usually about 260 or $270 a month, up until last month. Super cooling. Steve, we've raised an entire generation of Arizona homeowners. I know. I hope everybody sent some of the money to the charities yes. that they saved on the supercooling. And supercooling was nothing but taking advantage of an electric rate, uh, cost of $0.05 cents a kilowatt hour off peak, 24 on peak, and you could easily run your air conditioner for five hours and off peak for what it costs one hour on peak. And apparently... We upset APS. Uh, you might have done have, – you have too many listeners doing it. You created a peak demand problem. <laughs> man, oh, man, oh, man. So the new rate change. Okay. We're not going to grandfather nothing. Oh, my wife texts me on the way to the studio yeah. to, to correct you on that. Okay. All right. <laughs> like any good wife would do. Okay. Solar people that have solar applications on, they are grandfathered onto the rate they're on. They're okay. the only ones. They're the only ones. Right. Okay. And what's that, 2% of, yeah. of the uh... – Yep. Okay. But everybody else, no grandfather. Nope. As of May 1st, everybody has to select a new electric rate, 1.7 million customers. And what I didn't catch in my first reading – the, and I, it's extremely confusing. But when you read it, there's this trigger date of August 19th, August 19th, August 19th. I read it completely wrong. I read it that that was the first day you were eligible to go ahead and make the change, and they were going to have this transition pricing available to you that opted into it. 
until you decided until May. No. No. They closed the books on every customer they had midnight, August 18th. No, you had <laughs> except, it right. except the solars. You had it right the first time. Okay. The first time. You have... In this transition of August 19th, and in fact, every APS customer just got a bill that was dated August 19th. Yes. Because they're starting everything all over All again. fresh from that day. You and me can stay on our existing rates, and by May 1st, we have to choose another one or they'll choose it for us. Right. So between now and then, we're going to see a slight increase in our electric bill because of the rate increase that was passed. On the 19th, that transition price increase hit you, everybody. At the 19th. Boom. And it's going to get worse the 1st of May, though. (laughs) That's the the transition period is nothing compared to what's going to happen May 1st. Why don't you, in the studies you've put together there, why don't you go inside the head of each corporation commissioner? And, Steve, why don't you explain it to me, how the corporation commissioners could approve a rate increase that increases 80% of the customer's cost by how much? 80% of the... <laughs> He's stuttering. We better, we He's better stuttering. give a little detail He's stuttering, here. folks. <laughs> uh, we find that 80% of residential APS customers are on a time of use rate called uh, time advantage and into seven. That particular rate is going from in off-peak where they will use 80 or if you're supercooling, yeah. 96% of your power, yeah. it's going from 6.1 cents to 10.9 cents. That's, That's a, a 77% increase, increase on 80 to 90% of your electric bill. Don't supercool anymore. It's yep. not going to work. Boy, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna have to really pound this message because we have been promoting it, and it's been working for people all over the state for years. Yes, it has. And we've ran the numbers on what's going to happen to people's electric bills if they don't change, and it's not pretty. Romy Romy went into the mailbox here at KTAR, and we got a one, two, three, a a four-page letter from Lou in Peoria typed on a typewriter, and you could all the the paper's almost on, on fire. He he is so <laughs> hot, <laughs> and he spent hours on the phone with them, and all they could tell him is, "We're sorry, your bill's probably going to go up a hundred dollars a month," and that was from the horse's mouth. Yeah, that's what yes. they're saying. Yes. What were you going to say, Romy? Well, <clears throat> so that one point seven million people have to make a change by May first. What happens if you don't? I mean, this is this just not going to happen. No, very good question. If you don't, and probably the vast majority will not call in, evaluate the rates, select how they want to be billed. They're just going to let APS slide them to a new rate. So if you were on a time of use rate, they're going to slide you to the new time of use rate. That's the one that went from 6.1 to 10.8 cents. Uh, if you're on a standard rate, they're going to move you to a standard rate. If you're on a demand rate, they'll slide you to the demand rate. They just all have new on and off peak cost per kilowatt hour. Yes, cost per kilowatt hours. And the other big thing that changed is the on peak time. It's no longer noon to 7, which has been for years. It's now going to be the 3 o'clock until 8 o'clock. 
at night will be the on-peak time, Monday through Friday. They did give four more holidays, so we have a total of 10 holidays. Uh, 87% of the time annually is off-peak. I may, I may be just an old codger, and I hate change. But it seems to me telling the families of Arizona they can't start cooking dinner until 8 o'clock at night. I, I don't like it because I like starting to cool my house at 7. Now I've got to – well, now I'm probably just going to go to – a set thermostat. Now we got you taken care of, Rosie. We're going to do a little something different with your demand manager on your house. We're going to maintain that cool temperature, and your bill's going to go up about $60. That's actually a very good news. <laughs> <laughs> uh. The encouraged thing on these rates is you can see that they're structuring them to the cost of their cost to provide electricity. In off-peak, where they have surplus power, they're giving it away. Right. During on-peak, when peak demand is occurring and that power is the most expensive, they are sending out a price signal to the consumer. You use power during this period, you're going to pay and pay heavily for mm -hmm. it. But now they're taking off-peak and jumping it right. 70%. Right. They, didn't, they uh, actually lowered on-peak by one-hundredth of a penny. So the on-peak charge stayed almost the same, but that's 10% of your usage, 20% at the very most if you're not even working with the rate. 80% uh, is going from 6.1 to 10.8. And, le and let me say this, folks. We, we have invited APS to come on, and they, they are going to send us a spokesperson, and we will have them on. I think that's in two weeks. So we'll, we'll get APS. But but the one invite I haven't got out yet, I'm I'm gonna invite a couple guys from the corporation commission. I would love to see it. I I want to see what their staff analysis of this bill and how. If I mean, never in the history of the utility, and I've been dealing with them for 35, 40 years now, have they actually? Usually, when they introduce a new rate. Everybody's grandfathered on their current rate. Only new people coming online will have to choose from the new rates. This is the first time they've actually made the whole customer base select a brand-new electric rate. No grandfathering except for the people with solar. They are grandfathered on the rate they're on. Place, so, uh, Gary D., uh, just put some happy music on in the background, really <laughs> soft. I mean, my blood, my blood is boiling. Just real soft, real soft, real soft. Real soft. Okay, Romy, go ahead. My blood's boiling. Now that's happy music. Happy, happy, happy. Happy, happy, happy. We're trying to be happy as we talk through the rate changes. Can we just start a Groupon and guess. or a GoFundMe and make our own power plant? <laughs> We may try. You bet. <laughs> I, I was Our own on power I, generating station. <laughs> Romy, you don't know the brilliance of the comment that you just made. I was on the phone with a good friend who's pretty high up in the echelon of brain power in the state of Arizona. And he says the problem, the problem is we have our utility companies in the business of distributing power. They need to be in the business of manufacturing 
power, and then the distribution is put out on the free market. Deregulation. Do you now? Would that be incredible? Yes, it would. Yes, it would. They're not in the business of distributing power. They just we pay them to make juice, and then we pick how we want to get it delivered to the house. You know, on the side where they list all the charges on your electric bill, you can see kilowatt hour generation charge. That's what it cost them to generate your power, uh, which is very small if you look at that <laughs> amount. It it's is the re- distribution that oh, then all everything distribution. Uh, you know, they've got twenty-seven different cat- uh, line items that build it up, and some of those in there, I. I should pay closer attention to, but I know I can't do anything about it. It just makes me mad to read them. And you can't. There's absolutely nothing you can do. Uh, that They're just unbundling them to explain to you where your bill come from. This right. is where we're putting all your money. And mo- mo- I, most of that bill breakdown is, is corporation commission mandated. Right. Show the customer mm. it in such a confusing way that they can never understand what it is they're reading. Yes. And I, I was always very uh, – Forgiving of the utility companies. Um, Me too. Just, I mean, what, what goes flip the switch off at your breaker, and how long are you going to sit there and absolutely and not go back and turn it on? I've so always, I was always, you know, it's a service they're providing, and I'm willing to pay for it. I'll tell you when I started really changing my tune about that is about this time last year. I heard a radio commercial promoting these three individuals they wanted elected for the Corporation Commission. And at the end, it said paid for by Pinnacle. So most everyone that heard that didn't realize that they just heard a commercial by APS. I mean, Pinnacle owns APS. It's a utility company advertising who they wanted elected. To regulate them. Yeah. That's when I really started changing my tone. All right, this is, <laughs> this is garbage. I can't even believe this is allowed. That is a very sneaky way to... And, and I knew something was going to come if they got their way. And just sure enough, all three of those that they were advertising, because the commercial sounded very convincing, too. And you, you got done listening to that, and you're like, man, maybe I should be voting for these guys. And then you hear, paid for by Pinnacle. I'm like, oh, bull. This is garbage. <laughs> well, Don't get rosy going. If, I can see it. If you want chapter two on that, <laughs> you know they're leaving the Corporation Commission. Who? the ones they were promoting to get on the commission. They got on. They got this new rate, and they, they're probably moving out of fear of their life. They're, they're on to a different state. <laughs> one, one apparently is now going to run for state treasurer. Oh, of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, one Cut is, their teeth in the political what, arena, so and, now they're going they, – they, they got their corruption going. <laughs> and, and one's – uh, apparently taken uh, a job in Washington, D.C. Well, I can tell you from the call screener side of the glass, people are very angry. People are At wondering, me? No. At me? <laughs> asking, well, they're wanting, you, they're wanting you to guide them. There's people saying, hey, how about we just go solar with backup, you know, solar backup and just get off the grid completely. I have some saying, why aren't we, you know, starting some kind of lawsuits and, and command, demand that we have competition in the energy industry again, um, Steve. Have- there are oh, there are going to be two open seats on the corporation commission. Oh, no, Steve Cap, Steve Cap's no, the man. I had no. someone ask if you were going to run so you could solve this, <laughs> Mr. Mosey. So anyway, you've got a couple of good suggestions online as well. So wow. 
Yeah, there is, uh, you know, and back to what Romy said, I've always complimented APS on providing clean power, reliable power. This whole summer, there was three total minutes that I was aware we were out of power. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) It was at 10 o'clock at night, and I went to go light a gas lamp, so if the babies woke up, there would at least be a light. Um, And before I could get the gas lamp down and lit, it was back on. I went back to bed. (laughs) So I'm... They they do a good job. I just think there's a, some serious uh, mismanagement of. The well, me- uh, at, we'll- at the very least, the messaging looks horrible. Yes, yes, I agree. I agree. And May first, everybody will get it in their bill as to how horrible it is going to be. <laughs> it's going mean, to. It's not going to be not going to be pretty. At and to all. answer the question about going complete solar with battery backup, to I- do that independent of the power grid. You're looking at seventy to a hundred grand just starting, or more, or more. Most people don't have that kind of and cash be laying for around. A small home, not a yeah. large home. Uh, and then the you always have to have a utility grid to back you up at some point. If your generator goes down, if your batteries go down, you're always going to want to be connected to the grid because without it, your house goes down if you're not managing <laughs> your power plant. And- and one more thing, and then I'm, I'm going to shut up because you guys had done this. And I don't mean to take over. I got a text that says, in this segment, are you willing to cover how accurate or inaccurate the comparison tool on APS is? <laughs> now, are they talking about what oh, your rate's going to go to or when you get the note that we're says, going, we're going to that in the here's, next segment. Here's how much you use versus your neighbor. Is, you, are they talking that one or that? You log in to your account at APS, and they have a comparative built-out sheet for you. And it'll apparently try and tell you what the new rate's going to do to you. This texter is saying he's highly suspicious. It's not accurate. Steve has a definite opinion on that. I have a definite opinion on that. But we're going to have to wait till after the break. And when we get back, we're going to talk to David and Ted and Bob, who all have questions and input. And I need some more happy music in, yeah. the, in the background, Gary. Really soft, just nice, happy music. Everybody calm down. We got poor old Lou. Out in Phoenix, it's and uh, he's in Peoria. I bet you his typewriter's melted down since this hour. He he is hot. He's very good. If I had if I had time, I'd read the whole. I'd read the whole article. The whole letter. All right, y'all. Everybody, calm down. We're gonna take you to your happy place here at Rosie on the House. Everybody, breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. Relax. Well, <laughs> Romy has wanted to for a long, long time to offer our listeners a premium subscription. To where they can listen to the conversation going on during the break. You need some water? Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. Oh, man. Give the man some water, please. Man, oh, man. That would have been that would have been a good break for everybody to tune into, I'll tell you. And for Stan, who texted in, there's no way to change a power supplier without changing your residence. You have to identify where it, uh, what... Right. What... Uh, what district where, where their maps are, yeah. Right. On that note, I've had several callers from TEP and Unisource and SRP. Uh, do they have anything to be worried about? 
Not at all. Uh, And if you're an SRP or Tucson Power and Electric, uh, you can still super cool. Okay. Well, let's get to some calls because we've got several. For now. For now. As as it seems. As goes APS, so goes the The whole country (laughs) seems to be going this way. Yeah. Okay. It's the way it happened is what is just frying my frittles. (laughs) Okay, let's bring Ted in from Sun City. Good morning, Ted. Line Ted. There you go. There you go. Come on. Three. Good morning. Hey, Ted. How you doing, my friend? Good, thank you. We're not getting your your show. We're not getting your blood boiling, are we? It's just, it's just. You know what? This is just a situation. I've been on the phone with, uh, you know, uh, Senate representative for the state asking questions like, you know, why hasn't someone introduced or started an initiative to reintroduce? competition in the uh, power distribution business this may be uh, this may be it <laughs> i mean i'm trying to understand why that hasn't ha- happened yet yeah. but uh well we'll get I steve mean, kep on the corporation commission we'll whoa, just start, no, no, no. we'll just start steve kep the- wants to go fishing <laughs> is, isn't that a state legislature kind of thing well we got to get him we got to get him started somewhere <laughs> did to you get it, uh, to get it on the voting good on the ballot yeah, people would certainly want that. Well, yes. The other question is whether solar is still viable, or whether a company like Solar City is is that is that still worth looking at? Okay, that's a great question. Does does solar still make sense? Uh yes, it substantially makes sense now. It, uh, it improves. It improved because they've introduced demand-based rates that solar can take advantage of, generating expensive on-peak uh, current, and but then buying an off-peak very inexpensively, incorporating demand management equipment for that solar to deliver that. So essentially. A, if you put in a 5KW system, it's going to perform financially for you like a 15K used to. Yeah. Meaning three months ago. I just <laughs> I just can't figure it out. APS was the one that built the program to kind of incentivize solar. Ten years ago, and they were given rebates and credits and whatnot. And then a light bulb went on for them, and they said, well, wait, these people are all using our power and not paying for the distribution system. So then they went through the fight to change that program that goes back just a few years ago. And then they get this, and they're handing it right back to the solar rooftop producers, saying, here's your gift. Yes, yes. And uh To answer the question, yes, solar is still very viable. Uh, It was unknown until they actually introduced the rates on the 19th, and you could actually do a calculation, but very viable. If you're dealing with a solar company that does not include demand management because that's a requirement in SRP and APS, you need to find a different solar provider. And and you can find those at rosieonthehouse.com. Absolutely. Hint, hint. Not all solar companies are created equal, for sure. All right, let's see if we can get to Bob. He wants to talk about technology and new cooling. And I I have a business model where I can now become a billionaire on this plan. I'll share it with you in just a minute. Let's see what Bob has first. Guys? Yes. Yeah, I have a quick question. Before I get into the technology, here in Tucson, they're charging $26 a month to read your meter. 
I would assume a meter reader can read 100 meters a day, so that would be $2,600 is what they're going to pay that guy to meet readers. Rosie, you and I have got to go on, and we'll read it for 1000 a day, okay? I'm, I'm in. I'm I mean, in. That is, you, we, just for that alone, we should vote those bozos out for doing I, that. $26 I, to read a meter. Yep, that's the way it goes. I'll, uh, I'll even provide my own vehicle. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, my technology issue is this. Chilled water or hydronic cooling heating is used on the West Coast a lot, but the technologies on the chillers have advanced to the point where hydraulic, I'm sorry, hydronic or chilled water is starting to make sense. You can use advanced multi-stage evaporative cooling to take the water down to about 70 degrees for almost nothing compared to a you know, compressor system. Then if you have to, you can have an itsy-bitsy little air conditioner to give you another two or three degrees of boost. It's just a way of cascading using technology. And I just wondered if you've ever talked to anybody who's used advanced chilled water systems for residential use. I, I have. And, and and on top of that, there is another technology that's having a hard time getting off the ground. But they use it in the Middle East a lot, in the middle of the Sahara Desert. And it's geothermal cooling, where they do a closed loop, and your walls and your ceilings and your floors all have looped lines running through them that circulate down into a geothermal well and reach the temperature of Earth at 30 feet below the surface, and you circulate that liquid in your wall cavities, your floor cavities, your ceiling cavities, and it will keep a home. And and as far as I know, we only have one of those homes currently built in Arizona. And that home stays at 72 degrees year Round. How much does it cost him to do that? He has a one-quarter horsepower pump running. It's the same amount of power as it takes to light a 40-watt light bulb. He keeps his house at 72 year-round. Now, why isn't that more common? You've got to follow the money. You can't get a loan on that house. The mortgage companies will they not give will you a mortgage. They will not lend on a home in the desert that doesn't have central air conditioning on it. That's right. So you, again, are back in the same spot of putting completely uh, off-the-grid solar. You've got to have a quarter million dollars cash out of pocket to be able to afford this kind of lifestyle. That's right. They do have geothermal heat pumps yes. where they yep. actually bring it up through the heat pump, uh, and therefore you do have central air, and uh, I've got a friend that does that. All right. Let's see. Let's see if we can go to David, Roman. We'll get through callers. If you if, if you've been trying to call, let me just tell you that since we started the show, every line has been full, but we've just cleared a couple. If you'd like to visit with us in a in a happy way, call us at one triple eight seven six seven forty three forty eight. Let's bring David into hey, the conversation. The last, oh, yeah. the last couple callers have mentioned that with this fee for reading the meter, most of that's not done by a meter reader. It's done wirelessly anyway. So now it's the, really gravy money. With the smart money conversion. That's the smart meter. I said smart money. That was just a little Freudian slip. I meant smart meter. <laughs> okay. All right. David, let me introduce Hi, you. you. Let me introduce you, Mr. Steve Kapp. Hi, Hi Steve. Thanks Hi, David. You know, we appreciate the info. You bet. I'm logged into my APS account, and I'm looking at the Saver Choice plan. Yes. And I'm curious. I, I was going to ask what the logic is, but I don't think there's much logic in this whole thing. But <laughs> why the super off-peak energy charge is not available 
through the summer months. Because in the summer months during that period of time, you'd be using that to air condition your home. But in the winter months, you're doing nothing between 10 o'clock and 3 (laughs) o'clock. Nothing. Yeah, it's a third tier of pricing that only applies during the winter. Yes, and it's 3.2 cents a kilowatt hour, which is the least expensive kilowatt hour you can get. But who's going to do their laundry and cooking and everything from 10 o'clock till 3 o'clock? That's what, in the winter, that's the when winter. you need to do it. Well, and it's really kind of people that have solar that select this rate, they can get on it. They're only offsetting a three-cent kilowatt hour during the whole winter period when solar's producing, 10 o'clock until uh, 3 o'clock. Okay. I, I want to I get into the last caller who's saying, I went on, I got in my account, and I started comparing it. You can go to your account, log in, and you can get an analysis of what the new rate is going to be at your house compared to what you've historically. And he was questioning the data there. I think you should. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I always say run your own numbers. Don't depend on them. What are you seeing there? Well, you know, I I have not done their rate comparison of my house nor your house yet. Uh, But I've dealt with the rate comparison chart because they've had it for a long time. And it's very inaccurate. I mean, they've had customers of ours, they said, you know, you'll save $8 for the year. When we got done with the customer, they were saving $800 a year. (laughs) So the rate comparison chart, I have no confidence in whatsoever. But I can give you some numbers. A person using 3,000 kilowatt hours, so that's a 2,500-square-foot home. Yeah, two air conditioners, swimming pools. That's you, Rosie, 3,000. I'm in the 6,000 range, so we won't go there. But a person... Uh, doing 3,000 kilowatt hours on the old time advantage, noon to 7, their bill would have been, oh, if they were doing 90-10, super cooling. Yep, yep. Uh, 90% off, 10% on. Their bill would have been 288 On the new saver's choice, which is the rate that's going to replace that, that same 3,000 kilowatt hours will be $443 from 288 to 443 So the, the lesson learned there is don't we've got to get this message out because steve you and i got all these people on super cooling before may of next year we got to get them all off of right they need to make a selection of a different rate stop super cooling it's not going to work for you it used to be this opportunity away from us right it's oils it used to be a five to one cost difference now it's a two to one so super cooling doesn't have that impact Okay, let's ask Wayne here to come in and join us. He wants to talk about load controllers in general. Good morning, Wayne. Oh, good morning, Rosie. Thanks for your program. Listen, I have a uh, Pinsar 2000. I've had it for 20-plus years, and I called the guys who installed it, and they said, well, you're kind of stuck. You can't be using your load controller that you have now with the new rate structure. In fact, he said, I'm not sure you can use any load controller in the future. So what's the story on load controllers and the new rate structure with APS? Uh, load controllers are healthy, doing better than ever. One's being installed with every solar unit in SRP, and one will probably be installed with every solar unit installed in APS. Rosie's got one. I've got one. If you look at those rate structures, the most cost-effective rate to be on is the Saver Choice Max, which is a demand rate. You're only paying $0.05 cents off peak for a kilowatt hour, $0.08 cents on peak for a kilowatt hour. Then you have the demand, which is what 
a load controller, which is an old terminology, as a demand management system controls that demand for you at whatever level you want it to control at. So, quote, the old load controllers are, are well alive and doing well. Your pens are 2,000. You might be able to just put a timer on it, like a garden timer, and have it come on uh, from 10 o'clock till 8 o'clock. It may work that way. These are all the little things that we've got yet to figure out. Now, I'm not going to – I wasn't going to change until May. But you're – Steve, you're going to go ahead and change and start running yes, your absolutely. house as a model so we yes. can start outsmarting it and trying to figure out what to do. Yes. The unknown is what we can do for shift and demand level because we lost two hours of on-peak time. So yeah. it should all right. improve. Back with Steve Kep right after this. And we're back at Rosie on House trying to keep you in a happy place as we're talking through a pretty aggravating situation that we don't completely understand. And I want to repeat the fact that we have been very appreciative of APS's provision of power for as long as they have, as reliably as they have. And actually, when you compare the kilowatt price to what they pay in other places of the country, they do a very good job. I just don't like the way... This plan got approved and 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 rolled out to the public and no grandfathered and the whole really aggravating, complicated mess with the seats on the Corporation Commission and how they got there and where they're going next. And Gary, I just want to put you on notice right now. I want you the next couple of minutes find Happy trails to you, because that's how we're going to go out at the end of today. Yeah, we meet again. <laughs> yes, I want everybody, or, or Carol Burnett's old song, it's, um, I'm so glad we had this time uh, together. together. <laughs> I want everybody to be happy, okay? I want everybody to just breathe deep. Now, listen, we're talking about the APS rate change. I haven't seen the phones light up like this. Jennifer hasn't had one second. <laughs> In this last hour where she didn't have the phone up, the lines have been lit the entire time. They want to know what we're going to do about it. I don't know that we can do a lot about it. uh, uh, A campaign apparently is starting to get you or me on the Corporation Commission. There's even one note here about getting me into the governor's office. Yeah, that'll, that'll work well. Okay, things not to do with this new rate. The number one thing, most people are on an equalizer payment where they pay the same amount every month and it will adjust up and down according to your usage from a year ago. When these rates take effect, do not look at your equalizer. Look at your electric bill and see what it's done because if you wait for the equalizer to finally catch up with where this rate could end up, you'll have spent a couple thousand dollars needlessly because you did not select a rate when this occurred, May 1st. So be prudent. Uh, Don't just pay your equalizer with your hands on your eyes going 4.5%. I'm thinking it'll go up 4.5% because that's not what's going to happen. It's not what's going to happen. And we've been trying to get people off the equalizer, and I understand for home budgeting, a lot of families just have to do it, but we've been trying to get them off the equalizer for years. Well, if you're on it, 
buyer beware. Right. Baby. At least scrutinize your bill. Look at the bill, the kilowatt hours, the cost, the charge. What did it do over last year? They put it on the bill, what it was last year, this year. It makes it easy, but at least look at it. Okay. We're going to pick a plan. And there, it, there's seven plans? Seven, seven new electric Seven plans. new rates. And none of them carry forward except for 2% of the people that run solar. solar. Correct. So all the other 98% of the customers are going to have to make a change. True. What happens if I pick the wrong plan? Oh, that's a very good question. Uh, if you pick a plan and you decide it was the wrong plan, you don't like that plan, you can select the plan, another plan, immediately. But once you select that second plan, you have to stay on it 12 months. So they were giving you one uh, strike uh, that if you select, it was the wrong one, didn't work for you, within a month or two, you can select another one. But that one you'll have to stay on for at least 12 months. The irony, as, as I do the math, the irony of this rate change is I can identify one particular customer that's going to save money. Yes. Large home, large power consumer is actually going to see his bill go down. A large home that was using 6,000 kilowatt hours on the standard rate, paying 17 cents a kilowatt hour, his bill is going to drop to 13 cents a kilowatt hour. He is going to see a savings. And he will be on the premier choice large. All right. I told you I had a business plan That's where we could become billionaires. Yes. I'm ready for it. By my calculation, a two-cylinder natural gas compressor connected to basically an, an alternator, alternator, generator. An alternator yeah. a Ford Delco alternator, plugged into your service panel, is going to generate power at, at, at below $0.09 cents a kilowatt. I'm calling Southwest Gas <laughs> Monday morning, and I'm showing them a demo model. And if you've got natural gas to your house, you can feed your electric panel with a natural gas generator. Absolutely. At lower than any rate they're giving you, except the winter super right. low rate. The, yep. And so then you just turn your feed off from APS, and you have your own power generating plant right there feeding your house at below $0.10 cents a kilowatt. Right, and you now become the general manager of your generating company, and you better make sure it operates well all the time. That's the only Well, you downside. don't disconnect from the grid. Well, okay, there we go. Yeah, that, you don't disconnect, you still got it. power, do yeah. the on-peak, yes, absolutely. Yeah, just have that little generator turn on on-peak. I think it's a great idea. <laughs> I don't know if there's a noise abatement issue or not. These these little two cylinders don't you your neighbor won't it, they're quieter than the air conditioner air conditioning compressor. compressor. Yeah. Makes sense. This is our this is this, I'm ready. This Let's is us, go. Steve. This is I'm us. ready. Okay. So if we can't outsmart them with supercooler, we're gonna outsmart them with a natural gas generator. Generator. Tune in next Saturday. So can we do like a special podcast? Like we'll do an open mic for the next hour. You guys say what you really want. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of people left online. Yeah.